This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. We are back with another episode of the 49ers web zone No Huddle Podcast. With me is Brian Rennick. Al Sacco is on assignment today, but we got a special guest with us. We got Alan Styles from 95.7 The Game. You have... Heard those pipes. You have heard him filling in for the Butcher Boys these days, like in the mornings, but you got your yes. own show as well, Alan, on 95.7, right? Which is where I first found you, you know, um, and uh, it's great to actually get you on. We've been talking about this for a little bit, but thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, no, thanks, Zane, Brian. Uh, good to be here and talk some Niners football, specifically with everything going on with the Warriors. It'll help my anxiety to talk <laughs> Niners and take a break from the Warriors for a little bit. I mean, it's going seven. It has to go seven, right? Like it has just, to. Like, it has to, right? It has we'll book to. It, right? it has to. And at the time of this recording, we we haven't seen the game yet, so I'm just going to call it. It's going to go seven. So when people there listen to it, I will be Nostradamus, right? And then we'll we'll go. So <laughs> there you I go. Love it. We'll, a little bit of other news dropped this week. The, the schedule release uh, dropped for for the NFL and. A lot of interesting stuff, and the Niners opened the season on the road in Pittsburgh, and that's that's an interesting that's an interesting start because uh, obviously a cross country, but Pittsburgh's very good in season opening games, specifically in Week One. So I think that's that's going to be a challenge right off the bat. Um, I don't know, like I, I think that the next week we're looking at the Rams. I, you you have to win. You have to split that. You can't go zero and two. You got it. You got to win at least one of those. I'm looking at that Pittsburgh game as almost like a must win right off the bat. Yeah, and I would say. The Niners, these last couple of years, they've been stuck with these slow starts. So you really want to stop doing that. And Pittsburgh, and I'll have a theme as we talk about the schedule, because Pittsburgh, to me, is in that category of those teams where you maybe in your mind, if you're a Niner fan, you're not really too worried about, but they're starting to improve and you can't sleep on them. I feel like the Niners have a good bit of those teams on this schedule, and they start right off the bat with a team like that to where If you're a Niner fan and you're doing your own schedule watch, I guarantee you every Niner fan has this game slotted as a W. And they probably should, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as a lot of people may think. Yeah, my initial thought on the on the schedule was actually because exactly like you said, Alan, this team is a notoriously slow starter, especially the offense, especially under Kyle Shanahan and. To me, when you when you initially looked before the schedule dropped at who you knew the opponents were going to be and where they were going to be, right, whether they're home or away, uh, the 49ers have a tough schedule, right? But what I think is my initial thought was, hey, at least a lot of those tough games come later in the season when the 49ers tend to be just absolutely lights out. Um, and so... 
to me, that that first game against the Steelers is is the toughest game in the first four weeks uh, because it's a it's a defense that is going to give them trouble, and we don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Yeah. And so we don't know what that offense is going to look like. Right. And, you know, I, we've talked ad nauseum. And by we, I just mean 49ers fans and content creators, uh, you know, about Trey Lance's start in Chicago. You know, it was a monsoon. Like I, when people take things away from that game, it, it just kind of it's, it's maddening to me because it's like, you guys, come on. Like, right. there's not a whole lot to take away from that game. There were some positives, right, to take away, some throws that he made where you're like, okay, like I see, I see, I see you, Trey. Right. Um, But, you know, that offense always starts slow. And Mm -hmm. so to start against a team like the Steelers and a coach like Mike Tomlin, it's kind of like, ugh, that's tough. And to start all the way on the East Coast. So, you know, it's a tough game. But, you know, I I, I think if they can go, I would say – I, I think the likelihood in that first four games, they could go three and one, right? Cause it's at Steelers at Rams and then home against the giants and Cardinals Cardinals are without Kyler Murray are probably going to be one of the worst teams in the NFC. So, right. um, you know, and, and the Rams, whoo, uh, I, I mean, I don't even know if Rams fans know the players on their team. So, no. um, <laughs> it's a, it's a favorable beginning of the, of the schedule, which I appreciate because, that middle stretch there is just an absolute gauntlet. Yeah, and I, I typically don't like to assume sweeps with division opponents because, you know, you never know what could happen. The Cardinals are still a little confusing. Maybe you see them later in the year when Kyler Murray's back, right? The Rams are a complete mess. And I think, to your point, in that first four weeks, the only team I might worry more about then the Steelers, albeit the game is at home, would be the Giants. But again, the Giants, that's one of those teams where are they going to regress? Was last year just, you know, a flash in a pan? What is Daniel Jones? So I I hear you on the Steelers piece. In theory, I guess the Giants should be tougher, but you do get to face them at home and you don't get to go on the road. And and that way, what, that's that's the third game, so – you're a little bit more lathered up and who even knows who the quarterback is for the Niners by the time right. they play the Giants, you know? So right. I hear you on the Steelers piece and that those games, regardless of whether they play in the daytime or the nighttime, they're just always ugly. Like when's the last time there was a aesthetically pleasing game in Pittsburgh? I feel like it never happens ever. So <laughs> it feels like it might be hopefully not Chicago all over again, but something similar just, even though the weather should be better, you never know, man. You never know. The Steelers Dang, what were your initial sure. thoughts? Yeah, the Steelers went ugly for sure. I, I agree with Alan. They're they're it's not a beauty it's not a beauty pageant when you go up there. And anytime that anytime any team plays, you're gonna get it's gonna be a physical game. It's gonna be a dirty game. It's gonna be even when they came out here and played at Levi's in 2019, it was not a clean game. The Niners turned the ball over like oh, five times that day. It was it was absurd. Yeah. And 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 Jimmy led that comeback drive with a touchdown to Pettis at the end. But I mean, I think that that even if they drop that first game, that's okay because we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be. Maybe they sit Brock out for a week as he's still recovering. Kyle Shannon this week said that Brock Purdy might be ready for training camp, which is great news, which is way ahead of schedule for a lot of people. But if he's if he is ready, they may want to sit him out for a game and let his arm get in game shape. And if that's the case, they may just punt on that first game and assume that, okay, well, that next Rams game is a much easier draw for them. 
that's it's it's in LA, which is like a home game for the 49ers, as we know. And they've they've got that eight games uh, regular streak re- regular season winning streak against them as well. So I think oh, that they true. feel much more confident going up against the Rams than they would up against the Steelers. So I think that it's okay if they drop that Steelers game. I, it's not a big deal. But again, the Giants is the the wild card here. If if look if if Brock Purdy is out for the first four weeks, your bar here, your minimum bar is two and two. You want to go 500 yeah. without him. Yes. If he's there, I'd want to go three and one, right? Because that's your starting quarterback. That's the guy you're going to go forward with. Two and two wouldn't be end of the world, but you certainly cannot drop below 500 in the first four games. Yeah. And to Brian's point earlier, though, two and two might not feel like the end of the world, but just like last year or last season, some of these wins, that's supposed to be where you just stack them up. So, yeah. I feel like the Niners always do a good job. Fans will freak out. I, I'm a I'm a big guy that freaks out early on. But at the same time, it's a long season, but it can happen quickly. And things can change quickly. If you're looking at the schedule and when you get to the middle, okay, the Browns legitimately no clue what to do with the Browns. None. But you got, you know, Cowboys. Vikings, Bengals, Jags, who've been better. Bucks, you would think, has taken a step back. I guess my point is just you can, for whatever you drop, you're just going to have to get one, right? So if you do drop it to the Steelers, then the Jags, who might be better, you can't afford to lose that game. So you can't, you, I guess you can trade off in that way as well. Yeah. The one they, thing they, that they I got that week. Oh, go, go ahead. Good. I was going to say the one thing that I thought was interesting was. They play um, one, two, three. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. They play three games uh, on short rest against uh, playoff teams from 2022. Mm. Um, and that, or, and that's, that's, that's tough, right? That Giants game at home, that's a Thursday night game. And mm. those are weird games, right? Yeah. That Thursday night game in Seattle where they clinched the division, right? That was the that was the weirdest game in that entire Brock Purdy stretch. Yeah. And then they have to play the Bengals on short rest after playing the Vikings on Monday night. And then they have to play the Seahawks again on short rest on Thanksgiving. So I mean it's a little a little different there. Uh, but the nice thing is is that they're coming off that game against the Bucks, right? So right. they're not they're not they're entering against tougher opponents on short rest, but their their opponent in the week before, not as tough outside of, like you said, Alan Vikings and then Bengals. But the nice thing for that Bengals, uh, for that Bengals game, and the Seahawks game, or, or sorry, the Bengals game and the Giants game is those are at home, and that mm-hmm. Seahawks game on on Thanksgiving that's up in Seattle. Uh, but they did that last year, not in on Thanksgiving, but on short rest. So. Um, there's some, there's some interesting, like little, like when you dig into the the schedule a little bit, you're like, okay, I could see some, some stretches where you're like, ah, that's kind of tough, but 
you know, uh, honestly, I, I think the I think the schedule makers did the 49ers a solid based on what this schedule looks like um, and the amount of travel that they have to have. Really, the only time I think that they're even going to consider uh, staying uh, somewhere, you know, be, on back to back weeks would be uh, week six and seven when they're at the Browns and then at the Vikings. I would assume that they stay somewhere in the Midwest uh, for that. But everything else uh, is, you know, at the Jaguars, then home to the Bucks, at the Eagles, then at Seattle, and then home to the Ravens, and then at Washington, and then back home against the Rams. So a lot of travel in there, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, I was talking to Sam Lubman, producer for, for Morning Roast, and I'm pretty sure he said Niners have the most miles traveled, right? Second most. Second most. But it's like, it's like, it's like, Less than 100 miles, less than the Seahawks. Right. Second yeah. most. And what's crazy yeah. is that with all, they still have the second most and they don't have an international game. Yep. They don't even have an international game. But I know the West Coast, you kind of get stuck out here. I, I would assume the, the Rams might be pretty high on that list as well. Chargers as well. So, yeah, it, it's going to be tough. And, you know, really excited for everything to kind of get going here and get moving. And we find out what the team is even going to look like. And, and obviously we're going to get to the quarterback position a little bit later. The stretches where you, you do have teams that you feel like, okay, you might drop it here, but you got to pick them up as well. The one that we haven't talked about yet. And I know we're working our way down is ultimately the big payback that fans are going to want for mm -hmm. the Eagles. We know that's coming. That's going to be circled. That's going to be get your popcorn, all, all the cliches. So, I mean, that is one I know everybody wants. I know everybody wants it. For us old heads, uh, the, the 1990s when the Niners used to play Dallas uh, during the regular season, it was always post like week 10. It was always mm -hmm. post middle of the season because they knew that by that time, it would be playoff time. Those teams would have stacked up really good records, and the stakes mm -hmm. were higher. So the NFL knew exactly what it was doing. We knew there were whispers about this, that it, this is not going to be in the first month of the season. The NFL is not going to do that. We knew that this would happen. And I would say that the biggest benefit is that it's coming off of that uh, Thanksgiving game in Seattle. So it's it's a 10-day rest that yeah. they have between Big games. Time. Yep. So you get that mini-buy to get get ready, get right, get recovered, and then you, you, know, you get Philadelphia – in Philly, and that's going to be a dogfight. So really, it's it's a gauntlet in the middle. It's it's somewhat of a soft schedule at the beginning, and I mean that that week thirteen game. I'm hoping that everybody's healthy for that because that was our that was our crutch last time, right? To to kind of yeah. say this is this is what happened, right? And Philly, I know Philly's feeling the same way as well. They want everybody healthy too, so they don't want Niners fans complaining about injuries. But that is going to be their biggest measuring stick game of the season. Like for me, I have several, I have several sort of measuring stick games. First one, obviously I think week one, we want to see what they look like coming out of camp. And we want to see what the quarterback positions, like no matter who it is, whether it's Trey Brock Purdy or even Sam Darnold, they want to see what they, what they've got at the quarterback position at the outset. The next one is Dallas week five. That's the next kind of measuring stick game. And there's several others in between. There's the, there's the Seattle game. They got a game against Minnesota as well. But again, like, after the Dallas game, the biggest measuring stick game is obviously for me that Philadelphia game because this is arguably the best team in the NFC. You're going to their house. You're a pissed off team and hopefully healthy at the time. And 
it's going to be an, it's going to be an absolute battle that day an absolute battle yeah like you said the 49ers are going to be coming off what amounts to a mini buy because they're playing on thanksgiving check out this check out this uh, uh gauntlet for philadelphia uh so 49ers have a buy in week nine which again i appreciate uh, and, you know, That's in 2019, right, yeah. they had that like week three or week four by where it was like, oh, my God, like now, obviously, it didn't affect them or maybe it did. I don't know. They still made it to the Super Bowl. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, for Philadelphia, week nine, home to Dallas, they have a week 10 by and then they have and then it's Monday night at Kansas City and then week 12 home to Buffalo mm -hmm. and then home to San Francisco and then at Dallas and then at Seattle. Wow. That's brutal right? Yeah. That's brutal. Wow. So, you know, again, a, a really nice opportunity for San Francisco to go in to a team that's going to have been in some wars in the past exactly. three games that they played, right? Uh, again, Dallas, uh, Dallas, Kansas City, and then and then Buffalo. So uh, 49ers coming off a mini buy, Philadelphia coming off a what I would assume is a dogfight against Buffalo. So yeah. again, in that regard, advantage San Francisco.